Welcome to RPO Podcast. We are the apex of football media, sponsored by Inside the Hashes Network. Please follow us on Twitter at Inside Hashes, on Instagram at Inside the Hashes, and we have this Facebook group where we're going live at the moment, Inside the Hashes Football Talk. We have a lot of great debates in it. Please come join. Please also follow us on our website, www.insidethehashes.com. It has all our content, our interviews, our podcasts. Please come join. It's great stuff. We love it. You guys hopefully will as well. I'm Ryan Roberts. I'm your host, Madstore44. Find me on Twitter. And I am joined by Raymond Roberts. Uh, no social media for him. It's a little past his era. And Alan Hollowell, unfortunately, is not with us tonight. We also are not joined by the Kinetic School of Broadcasting and our producer, Tyler Brando. We couldn't get the studio time for tonight. So, unfortunately, we're the creepy guys not in the basement, but in the attic. And that's fine. I know me and my dad can talk football nonstop. So, that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we basically do anyway. So, Again, we're live right now, so if you guys have any questions, I would love them to pop up, okay? Jerome, my great, 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 great CEO, Jerome Jones, president of Inside the Hashes, is running the live, and he also is uh, fielding the questions for us. He's going to jump in if he has anything that he wants to add at any time. He is our producer tonight. Man, what a triple threat. Oh, so anyway, now, Ray, we had a week where... Not a crazy amount of topics, but the great part is NFL Draft. Everyone loves NFL Draft, and we could talk about a lot of stuff this week. But first, we got to talk about big deal or no deal. That's our topics every week. We have all the best topics in college football. And let's jump right into it. Some good stuff. Urban Meyer is fine, reportedly, after experiencing a headache versus Indiana due to a cyst. Now, we saw at one point in Urban Meyer's career leave the University of Florida because of some medical issues. Big deal or no deal? My man Urban experiencing some discomfort versus Indiana. It's a no deal for him, but it's a big deal for the university maybe. I mean, is it just a footstep for him to get out the door? I mean, why would you leave Ohio State? I don't understand but there seems to be the track record. Like he kind of gets like lost, or like 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 he doesn't want to be there anymore, you know. But you know, I think if he was at, I heard that he was experiencing headaches, and obviously that is a that's a big issue for anybody. So you know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I wasn't really alluding to the fact that he might be leaving in any way. I'm just saying medical issues. You know, anytime you, your head coach has some medical concerns, it's obviously a big deal. So. Well, honestly, the way he's been piling up. Horse crap the last two months, he probably should have a headache. So, you know. You're very politically correct this week. Okay. You, you, you made a big step up since last week. I okay. like it. I like it a lot. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I step on the same line every week. Oh, I, I don't know about that. But anyway, so not a big deal for me. We saw Ohio State play very well without Urban Meyer earlier in the year. I know they didn't play a ton of great talent, and I'm not trying to kind of – I'm not trying to, to put a lower emphasis on losing your head coach, but Urban Meyer has never really struck me as being an amazing coach. I think he's a great talent evaluator. I think he does a great job as a recruiter. And, you know, I, I, I think that it's not a huge deal on that. Like I said, we're live on Facebook, seeing a couple guys. Mike, thanks for joining. Remy, thanks for joining. Ray said hi as well. So thank you for going on. If you guys have any question, Remy, I know you're an Ohio State fan. We're talking right now. You can throw a question at us anytime. We will get to it as soon as we have a little break in the attention 
Urban not a good coach? Wow. Oh, that's what I said, man. We'll discuss that in a little bit, though. Well, I didn't really say he wasn't a good coach. I said he's more a recruiter than a head coach, if that makes sense. I think there's guys like that, right? Am I wrong? I think that that's a lot more of the job than it used to be. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, hey, definitely. I think the real problem at the University of Florida, for instance, over the last few years, is that they had great recruiters that were getting talent in, but then they couldn't develop their players. That's kind of the, the pull in it. Plus, there is a lot more teams down there to distribute the talent between. Yeah, exactly. You know? 100%. So, you know. Number two on the topic. This was funny. So, University of Hawaii has one of the sleeper quarterbacks, if we're talking NFL draft. I, I think he's a redshirt sophomore, so he's got some potential to possibly come out at some point. Cole McDonald's second in college football in touchdown passes and missed the game. I know it is uh, Hawaii who throws the ball all the time, but this kid, six foot four, 220 pounds. He's a dual-threat kid. He's He's got a lot of talent, and no one knew that he wasn't going to play in this past football game, but... During warm-ups, there was a quarterback warming up with the number 13 McDonald jersey on, trying to, I guess, mess with the other team to make them think that, hey, this guy is playing. You know, no, no big deal. And then it turned out that he wasn't even suited up. So big deal or no deal to you, deception of Hawaii having a player out there who wasn't playing in the game? No. I think that it happens a lot. I think it happens a lot more often than people think. I remember thinking when I was a kid and kids were supposedly not pitching today because they pitched three games this week and then you'd have ice on his shoulder thinking, well, maybe he's going to – it just happens, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, not, not, to, not to, to derail from that topic, I don't think it's a big deal like you said because people do this stuff all the time. They show you stuff on film against a bad team. That is deception for the team that they're going against to make them think, hey, they might be running that. That's why we see the swinging gate, the muddle huddle, things like that. Question on here. So, we have Remy. If anybody's wondering why it says Ryan Roberts, Jerome is filming this for us, and it is under my account. So, that's what's going on here. Remy asks, Ohio State making the playoffs, and what percentage chance do you give them of making it to the playoffs? So, if you had to give Ohio State a percentage chance right now of making the playoffs, what would that percentage be? 85%. 85%. I'm going to go higher. 95%. Uh, Ohio State is... A very good team, very talented, and they are playing in a not-so-great conference this year. I'm still trying to figure out who the second-best team in the Big Ten is. I think it might actually be Michigan, but who knows? Who knows? I think when it's all said and done. Or Wisconsin. Outside Wisconsin's okay. Penn State because they play good defense, but their right, offense man, is still If, if Penn State would have won that he, game, if Penn State would have won that game, it's the problem, though. They shot, can't but. sustain offense, but their defense is still pretty good. All right. Remy predicts for the playoffs, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. What do you think about that list? Um, Actually, you ponder for a second. I agree Ohio State. I agree Alabama. Clemson, I'm not sold on. The ACC is weak. It's super weak. They have to, If they go undefeated, they'll probably make it. And Georgia, I think that Notre Dame, if Notre Dame goes 12-0, and you can call me slightly biased if you want, but the name brand that Notre Dame is, even though it hasn't been incredibly relevant since the 90s, it's a name. It's a name. If they go 12-0, Notre Dame will be in the dance. They'll be in the dance. Who gets taken out of that playoff of your prediction, Remy? Who knows? But I think that Notre Dame, if they go 12-0, will make the playoffs. And, you know, Ohio State, I think, We'll see. I mean, if Ohio State wins every game, then yes, they'll make it. Alabama, I think, is a shoe-in. Best team in college football at this present moment, in my opinion. Clemson, we'll see. They have a freshman quarterback. I mean, they're obviously incredibly talented. But Georgia, I think it's going to be hard getting a second team in there. 
If Notre Dame goes undefeated, they're making it 100%. Oh, yeah, easy, easy. Even without the conference championship game, no matter what you want to say about Notre Dame, the relevance, blah, 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 Notre Dame undefeated, they're going to make the playoff. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, if you leave them out, so you're missing a big payday, and that's why it won't happen. Right, I mean, right. Even even though you know, like, even though college football tries to voice the opinion that they are not about the money and they're about the kids, it's not true. Why would they take these average teams to go against these juggernauts to make a nice paycheck to get their ass? Oh, sorry, to get their butt kicked. <laughs> better than that, why would you take these these coaches with suspect past and give them jobs over and over again if it wasn't about winning? Oh, it's 100% about money. It's 100% about winning. No doubt about that. But back to our big deal or no deal. Number three on our list. Oklahoma defensive coordinator Mike Stoops fired. They just gave up 48 points to the University of Texas. They lost in overtime. I'm going to start this one again. It's not a big deal. It's a no deal for me. I mean, it's not good to lose a defensive coordinator during the season, but Oklahoma's defense has been bad for a couple years. They're bad. They're not good. It can't get worse. It can't. Your thoughts? It's not a big deal now. The, the, the big deal about it is that it wasn't done before the season started, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, their defense hasn't been good in two years after being really good for 10 years. Yeah. Jerome, you're on my live. Make sure that you are tagging people, my friend. Make sure you got it, all right? I, I, I like what I see so far. Jerome Jones, say hi to the crowd, man. It's awesome stuff. Hello, everybody. <laughs> awesome. Jerome is a man of few words, but they're great words. All right. So, we alluded to this already, okay? You know uh, what? I don't agree with that, though. What? Notre Dame's strength of schedule is not outstanding. Notre Dame's strength of schedule is – how is it not bad? How is it not bad? They just beat This is Stanford, the weakest schedule Virginia I've seen them have in 10 years. No. Well, that's not true at all. It is true. That is not true. 2012 You're not playing USC week. when they're off. Stanford is good, but they're not as good as they have been. They're not playing any other Power 5 they teams. They just played they Virginia Mich- Tech. Their biggest win was Michigan right now, opening season, opening game. Notre Dame has been do- so dominant. You know. They've I bleed this stuff. They've but been dominant. If you ask me if their schedule is greater, like great compared to other years, I don't think so. Mm. I think that, like, don't get me wrong, they don't play any cream puffs. The reason why their schedule doesn't look that great because they, they play with teams that don't have a lot of wins right now. Look, hey. I mean, we can undersell this all you want. Stanford has been the Achilles heel of Notre Dame. They uh, That was a big win for them. Butt. That they was a test game butt. for me. You know they that. Did, no, but the games that they're winning, they dominated. That's the good point. Even the Michigan game, despite the uh, final score being closer, you watch that game. They dominated not that Not to turn this game. into a Notre Dame segment, but... Oh, it should be. Biggest, it should always be a Notre Dame segment. The biggest thing I've noticed this year... Is Kelly is letting his assistant do their job, and he's worried about the little things. One hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, that defense has that defense has NFL players everywhere, everywhere. And hey, this is do you disagree with this? If Notre Dame started Ian Book the entire season, that game against Michigan never even gets close. Let me ask you this question: If Ohio State were to lose their conference game, would they still make the playoffs? Their conference championship or yeah. lose a game the to a conference non- championship. Championship. That depends who they play. I mean, if Wisconsin has a good end to the season and they go eleven and one, and then that's Ohio State's only loss. It's you know it's not a great thing. But uh, let's take a look real quick. We have a couple questions that popped up. I'm not schools, but I usually just follow quarterbacks I like. Well, Mike, I mean, Mike, it's not a huge quarterback class at the moment. We're going to get into NFL draft a little bit. If you really like uh, quarterback classes, though, please go back and check out our previous couple podcasts. We are diving into the senior quarterback class, 
And we're getting a draft digest out for RPO Podcast. It's going to be awesome. We did some senior write-ups. We haven't done any juniors yet. But if you want to look at any of that content, we're talking running backs tonight, though. So if you want to take a look at the quarterbacks, go follow it. Justin Herbert, to me, is the number one quarterback. But, yep, that's it. Chris Thomas says, no one plays defense in the Big 12 anyway. Big 12, Pac-12, no one plays defense. I agree 100%. Such for maybe Stanford. Utah's usually okay defensively. USC used to be. Not the last couple years, but. Yes, completely right. Remy, they play the most ranked teams. Some teams on the schedule are down, but still big conference teams and most ranked teams. The biggest thing that Notre Dame, I think, established this past week is they didn't play a great first half against Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, which there's not many tougher places to play, but they ended up dominating that football game. Yo, Dexter Williams. Is the man. Dexter Williams is the man. Is He's the man. really good. Ian Book's solid. He's Dexter Williams is the man. We're good to go. Another Notre Dame talk, though. Let's see what other people are saying. Ohio State will go undefeated. They have favor to do it. Yeah, I think Ohio State will end up uh, going too. Uh, going undefeated. I agree. No. Okay, so we, we talked about Mike Stoops getting fired. The big reason, again, Texas upset Oklahoma in overtime 48 to 45. Texas has not been relevant pretty much since Mac Brown. Well, they haven't been since Mac Brown left. Okay, even Mac Brown's last couple years, they weren't very relevant. Big deal or no deal? Texas beating Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. It's a huge deal for Texas. Puts them right back in the thick of everything. Are they back? Is Texas back? Because this is, They're this is my, back for their conference. Yeah. This was my memories of Texas. Okay, Vince Young to the corner to beat USC not, national championship. They're not a playoff team. Yeah. But they're they're a relevant team. Is Oklahoma still the favorite to come out of the the Big Twelve if they have a representative? You think? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know that for sure now. We'll see. We'll see how they respond. Um, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be interesting. That was a really good game, though. It really, yeah. it really is a very inter- very up back and forth up and down I, game. I did so. not think that the quarterback for Texas, Sam Ellinger, was very good, but he played. He played a heck really of the game. He played man. really well last heck week. Of the game, absolutely, very good. Yep, very well. Nobody can compete with Bama. Steve, I, I, you know, as a fan of a team that might make the playoffs, I would like to agree disagree with you, but Alabama looks really good right now. Really good. That defense is what it usually is. And what, what I'd like to know is, Steve, why are we not talking about Michigan? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve, we need to get you on live sometime, my man, so we can talk some Michigan football or lack thereof Michigan football. Nah, they, they've been it okay. They've been okay. They're fine. I don't think keep winning. That's a much better win absolutely. for Notre Dame. <laughs> Love it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the only reason I'm picking USC this week. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get to our pickums, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Inside Hashes, on Instagram, Inside the Hashes, and we're on Facebook group right now, Inside the Hashes Football Talk. Please join. We love you guys to be on here. It's great stuff, just some of the things we're doing. We have a fantasy football thing that we're doing, a project. We have we have a Madden challenge that you guys should all join. It's only $20 to join. You get 50% of the pot. If we get 32 players, you're making $320. If we get 64 players, you're making $640. It pays to play, okay? So please join that. It's awesome stuff. Of course, everybody thinks they're great at video games, so prove it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Come prove it. We're competitive people around here. Please sign up for the Madden tournament. www.insidethashes.com as well as where all our content is. Please join it, follow it, um, check it out. Everything's on there. Also, check out Air It Out podcast. They're our, they're our sister channel. Um, and, you know, they, they talk about some good stuff. You know, Avery and Chris agree way too much. But, you know, it, it is here, neither here nor there. <laughs> Jerome's laughing in the background because he knows it's true. Uh, we're not top five like you guys, but only because we lost you guys. 
Uh, I mean, M Michigan's okay, Steve. I, I think that Shea Patterson's rebounded well. I think Shea Patterson's a good player. I think that defense is legit. We'll see down the road. They might be that sneaky Big Ten team down the stretch. And, again, I hope they are because that makes Notre Dame look great if they're that team. And plus it knocks Ohio State out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Get as many good teams out of there as possible. Got a little long term there, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so now – we talked about this already. Draft Digest coming out. So you ready to talk some NFL draft here? Yep. All right. So we broke down 15 senior quarterbacks. Now we're moving off to running backs. Ray, you ready for it? Yep. All right. So Damian Harris from Alabama. We saw Bryce Love from Stanford, who I saw live a couple weeks ago against Notre Dame. We saw Miles Gaskin from Washington, and we looked at Karan Higdon from Michigan, and we looked at Jalen Moore. From Appalachian States, uh, Jalen Moore. My question to you is, the best running back that you saw on film was, finish that sentence. Wow, that's very difficult, dude. The most talented, maybe Jalen Moore, as really? far as a pure running ability, dude, as far as jump cuts and then his breaks. I mean, but his stats aren't there. I don't know why I don't watch him play his all That's pretty good. They're solid. They're not exceptional like, like really the other guys we're talking about. Yeah. But honestly, the, the only three down back maybe oh. Damian Harris. Damian Harris, in my opinion, is running back one, right. one, a, one B. David Montgomery's my guy, but we're not talking about junior. We're not talking backs about yet. David. Okay. We're talking about just okay, these we're five. Talking about these five. Exactly. Out of these five, he's the best, in I, my opinion. He's the only. He's the one guy who can play all three downs. Oh, 100 percent. And he can come out there and he can carry the ball 20, 25 times a game, and his body won't break down. And you know what, dude? He has a body where he bad on ten pounds of muscle and it won't hurt him at all. But he's already like a 215, 220. Like yeah, he's solid. If he's, he's two thirty, two thirty five, he may be Ricky Williams out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you had Remy on there, Jerome. So Damian Harris, I agree, three down back. But the question is, where will the NFL value that type of player? Round one, round two, where is he valued? Before you had all these smaller backs getting drafted a little bit higher, I, I would. He's a second or a third round pick, probably. Mm -hmm. Depending on how fast he runs and everything, man, you know how that is at the combine. You know, no later than a third round pick, I don't think. Yeah. But again, if he goes out there and runs a four five something, they won't look at how it looks on tape. They'll look at that's his speed. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know. And Mike, Mike Bailey, if you're if you're watching, I know you've been on most of the time. Tag people in this for me, okay? Tag Remy, tag all your friends that love college football, okay? We're, we're trying to get a bunch of questions in here. We love it. We love the questions. Um, so yeah, I agree. Damian Harris, he's gotta be a late first, second round running back. He's gotta be that guy. I, he's I agree be. with you on town alone, but we know that running backs for some reason just fall. Yeah. For whatever reason. Well, they're not valued. Teams like to get them cheap. They like to get them in the later rounds, get them for less money, and then pay them a little bit of money as possible. That's why, you know, that's why the, the running back, Le'Veon Bell, is having a hard time getting signed right now. They don't want to sign him to another contract because they know in five years, three years from now, he's probably done. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's just crazy when you consider a position that pro usually 30 is the mark where you hit and you're kind of done. It's crazy that, like, we're not going to get into the Le'Veon Bell situation, but it's crazy that a guy like that wants that much money. It's a little crazy. Well, you got to look at it. I mean, I understand his his not to get too much involved in the NFL. I understand what his point of view is. I need to make as much money as I can. But him trying to rationalize it, like, I'm a great running back and a great receiver. I should get paid twenty million dollars. That's ridiculous. You got to yeah. care about your team too. If they pay you twenty million, they can't pay the quarterback. They can't play draft. Play. They you can't do that. You can't. 
You can. All right. So, you know, you briefly brought up Jalen Moore, okay? Probably the most the most unexplored player that we had in the top five. Not many people know about him. Appalachian State, he puts up very good numbers in his offense. Just suffered a gruesome ankle injury. Yeah. And, you know, best wishes to him. But what did you see on film from Jalen Moore that made you excited? I saw um, a guy that's... Actually, for he's only about 205, 210. He's not really that big, mm-hmm. but he's bench pressing like 500 pounds, man. And he has one of the best jump cuts I've seen since Shady McCoy. Whoa. Yeah. Big comparison there. Yeah. Big comparison there. I like Jalen Moore. He, uh, I mean, injury aside, because we didn't know much about the injury until a few minutes ago. Uh, yeah, um, I saw it on my way home from work. It just popped up on my phone and kind of looked at it, and it was pretty gruesome to watch. His, yeah. his ankle got caught underneath the defender who just tried to drag him as he ran for a 39-yard touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, we're looking at a guy now that he's a little unexplored. Who knows what's going to happen with the injury? But I liked what I saw. I think at least there's going to be a role for him. We're, we're, we're actually moving forward now. There's not as many bell cows as there once was, that's, so there's a role. That's, there's a role. that's there's the a way role the league is that. going. And really, the um, all the, the other four running backs we're talking about probably are, at best, they're rotation guys, basically. Yeah. You know, and much as I love Bryce Love, I understand that his weight, He's gonna be. He, he's gonna. He's gonna level out at 15, 17, 18 carries a game. That's gonna be it for him. All right. So this is my question about Bryce Love. Like this is my thing, right? So I was at the Notre Dame Stanford game, and he busted a forty-yard touchdown. Outside of that, he had like sixteen carries for like thirty yards. Okay. So if you take that one run away, there's not much there. So he's listed now at 201 pounds. There's no way that he is 201 pounds. There's no possibility. So, and the thing is, and I know we've talked about this before, and you say you can only do what the team asks you to do, blah, blah, blah. Well, he doesn't catch the ball much. They don't ask him to. So, uh, okay. Yeah, I feel like if they... Shady if, McCoy, well, I was not going to him coming out of college, so he didn't catch the ball at all. But he's very good at no, it now. He did. He did. I mean, I could pull up stats. I'm not talking about screen I, passes 15, 20 times a game here. I'm not talking about They don't about even that. throw a great screen passes. They don't yeah. even involve him in the passing Which game. is surprising because they kind of run a pro-style offense. And we just saw an offense with with, with this team Dude, two years ago that had Christian McCaffrey. When we disagree about Bryce Love is you think he's not a good player, apparently. No, 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 I no, think no, he no. is no, 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 no. a, a no, difference no, no. maker for that 10 to 15 no, no. carries This game. is what I think about Bryce Love. I think that he is going to be a second back in a committee who's going to have game-breaking ability, okay, but he's never he's not big enough or strong enough to be a number one back. He doesn't break enough tackles to be a number one running back in a stable. And he doesn't catch the ball well enough to be a third down back. I agree that that right now you don't know if he can catch the ball to be a third down back. Um could he could you line him up in the slot and could he take coverage away from them? Yeah, he could do that, I'm sure. And but at some point, they're going to realize that he's not a threat, and they're going to just play man coverage on the slot, and then that's going to be that. I mean, your your analogy about him not being heavy enough, I agree with. Um, I thought the same thing about Christian McCaffrey, but he proved me wrong by gaining 20 pounds of muscle. I don't know if it's quite 20, but... 15. Uh, he looks... His body is a lot thicker than it was last year. At least it looks like it to me. And... Well, Again, he uh, he comes from the bloodline. His dad was one of them guys. It was a crazy work. 
But Christian McCaffrey. But, and he's a great receiver. I understand that. Even at the weight that he was, he was probably like 195 in college, maybe 200, maybe. Like 198, I'd say, probably was what yeah. it was. Which but is what Bryce Love is. He broke more tackles in college than Bryce Love breaks tackles. Bryce Love makes guys look dumb I in the hole. I think that Bryce Love is a shifty runner, and you yeah. take that away from he him. He makes guys look bad in the hole. He yeah. makes guys miss. But, but that's he's not. What being a running back is, dude. Well, no, it is. But And if he could do that, that enough. Along with a receiving ability, I'd be like, I'd be on board. I'd be 100% think, on board. Again, I don't think Boyce Love is ever going to be the bell cow, as we like to call it, or as yeah. they used to call it. But he's at 15 carries a game. And with them 15 carries, he'll give you 80 yards, and he'll give you one of them 40 yards runs for a touchdown every once in a while. You know, and again, I don't think he's a first-round pick. I think he's a second or a third round pick. Bryce Love is the Allen Hollowell of this year's NFL draft class. He's he's all flash and no substance. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, we miss you. I'm sorry, man. Hope you're having a great business trip. Uh, shout out to ba- Alan P. Hollowell. Still follow him. He's great. He's the awesome. Other thing about him that I don't, you dude, if you watch him, he's not that guy who runs up the offensive line back. He waits for his blockers to do their job and kind of moves between them. And then once he gets into secondary, he runs. Well, yeah, but in the NFL, that's not going to be nearly as easy. Yeah, again, okay, well, we, we spent way quick. too much time talking about a guy who had 2,100 yards last year. How many does he have this year? He's, had, he's been hurt most of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah, Even yeah, in yeah. Notre Dame game, man, he didn't get a lot of carries because he didn't run because he was hurt. I think he had like 17 carries, 16, 17 carries. It's not anything compared to like last year's game, 25 or so. Mm, he averaged like big yards per carry. I wouldn't say he ran the ball. He ended up on the year. In what, 15, 14 games? He ran the ball 280 times. That's 20 times a game. Okay, but I. Uh, 17 I, compared to 20 is not a huge difference. Uh, You're right, though. We spent too much time talking about Bryce. Yes. And we, we spent too much time talking about a third round running back who can't catch the football. You're talking of like, if you talk about these other three guys, except for Williams, he. All these guys are guys that are going to share carries with. One or two other guys. None of them are bell cow guys. None of them. Yeah. Well, we, we can agree on that. I think Jalen Moore may have had the shot to be the guy that could maybe carry the ball 20 times because he doesn't get hit solid all the time. But with the ankle injury now, we maybe never will know. So after Notre Dame's nice, solid win opening week against Michigan, we saw Karan Higdon. Okay. Mm-hmm. We saw the running back from Michigan, number 22. He's listed at about 5'10, 202. What are your thoughts on him? He was a strange one for me. Because he ran through some tackles, and he had a little juice to him. I don't think he's fast. I don't think he's a great athlete even. I think he's an okay running back, though. Your thoughts? I think he's a 10-carry, I think, will play in the NFL as a situational type guy. If And I know what Mox says. If he'll play on special teams, he'll get drafted. Yeah. And if he won't, he probably won't. Yeah. You know, that's that simple. We've been spoiled the last couple years with some great running back drafts. I think this one has some depth. I don't think there's a guy right now that I'm like, yes, number one running back. Out of these guys, we talked about Damian Harris is the only one that, again, is a 20-25 carry game, I think. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah, maybe not even. But he might just be a – you know who he reminded me of? Seriously, I think that he catches the ball a little better than this. But, like, when I was watching him, I was like, C.J. Anderson. I think he's just solid. Like, he's just solid. He might be faster than CJ. Well, he definitely is faster than CJ. No, I, I but, think like, body I, balance, contact, running through tackles, that kind of guy. Nothing flashy, but he I, gets the job done. He picks up the blitz. 
Everything he does is just solid. Solid. Uh, he averaged seven over seven yards a carry, man. I think at Alabama, yes. I think that he is so going did to be. You know what? I'm not going <laughs> to argue about Alabama running backs. This is a fraud every other year. But I just think that he is the one guy who, again, if he puts on ten pounds, he could be a power back and run the ball twenty five times a game. I th- I really think that. Hmm. Well, I mean, of course, they don't use power backs again anymore, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Before we jump on to our last guy, okay, Jerome, you haven't said anything yet. Okay? Not much. Okay. You watch Michigan as much as you can. I know you're a busy man. Yes, sir. Karan Higdon. Thoughts? Woo! Karan Higdon can actually be a Heisman candidate. Um, I think so. <laughs> what? He, I think he's averaging, like, what, seven yards a carry or something like that? Maybe eight. He's all right, man. He's all right. He's, I like him a lot. Yeah? I really do. Yeah. yeah. Better he's than he's averaging 5.8 yards a carry, but he does have 580 yards and five touchdowns already. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I, like I like him. I think he's a good, strong runner. But yes. Ryan's, he's, when you see him get in the secondary, he gets caught from behind. I don't think he's a special athlete. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think he's a, he, he'll have a role. He has he the vision. He has to get through the holes. If he wants but. to play on special teams, he'll get drafted and he'll be a role guy. A role guy. Yeah. But I don't know. Like Some guys just don't like to do it. I mean, you, know, you know what my big question is about him, though? He's a senior, obviously, since we're doing this breakdown. But he didn't really play a ton of minutes, like significant minutes until he was a junior. Why is that? Why? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, we know that he gained 10 pounds in like a year and a half, though. So yeah. maybe that had something to do with it, you know? All right. Michael said, Richardson had a pretty good rookie year, then just went MIA. Well... He did have a solid rookie year. I mean, he only averaged like 3.7. He was on a bad team, though. He did score 10 touchdowns, I believe. Um, you know, and he did some solid stuff. We're not trying to get the NFL too much. But, hey, Trent Richardson, talent-wise, he was strong. He was fast. He had all the talent. He had possibly the worst vision I've ever seen in my life. He had total vision. He's he so more backs of offensive linemen than any running back in the league, man. Everybody's <laughs> seen the memes where, like, he's just running – like outside when the hole is like six yards wide open inside. Like it's just bad. It just doesn't have good vision. I mean, talent wise, there's no reason he, he should be good. He could no run reason. and he was big. He yeah. just when people like when we argue about like running backs, that's what people don't realize. Like I always put and not to get too much in the NFL, I always put Emma Smith very high. Yeah. Because his vision to see got the block in front of him and go through the right hole was like 99%, man. You never seen him go the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, and, and there were times when they were just opening crevices and all. I understand that. But even when there was a yard or two, Emmons got three. Yeah. If there was three, there was four. Four. You know what I mean? That's how it was. Not to jump off the topic too much, but Tyler, I saw Tyler Brando just jumped on. Tyler, we miss you, man. We miss you. We know you're still, we're still your favorites, bro. We know it. Better than Aaron Al Podcast. He doesn't have to say it on, on the air right now, but he knows. He knows. He knows. Last guy. You did a write-up for him. I don't want you to get too much into it, okay? Michael said, never seen a guy miss so many holes. Agree. Agree. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And can't wait to watch this later tonight. RPO greater than studio tour. Yes, I agree. We need to kick these studio tours out, man. RPO's trying to work, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Last guy, though. So you did a write-up on Miles Gaskin from Washington. Three straight 1,300-yard seasons. Been incredibly consistent. Can catch the football. What's his ceiling? What's the ceiling on him? Christian McCaffrey. Whoa, that's a big one. That's a big one. I think he's actually the second best back of the five that I saw of tape on, really. Hmm. I think he's tough he's in the hole. He's better than Rice Love? 
I think he's better than Bryce wow. Harper. I think he runs more physical. I see, um, you know who else? Tony Dorsett. That guy that people thought, man, he's really quick, but he's, when he would go toward the sideline, he'd go 10 yards past you. Yeah. When he gets, when he sees a hole inside, he'll jump up there and get it, man. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like him. I like asking a lot, actually. Yeah. He is only 190 pounds, though. So, like I said, that's going to be his fallback. That's going to be the reason why, again, he's a 15-carry guy right now. Yeah. You know, but he, like you said, he can catch the ball, though. He can. Yeah. He can. So. He's another guy, though. I mean, how much does he weigh? 192 yeah. pounds? 93 pounds? He's not big. He's not big. I think at worst, he's like the, the Lewis kid to play running back for, for New England. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You, need, you need a guy like that. I think that's 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 his four, basically. Yeah. You know, that's his four. So that's yeah. at worst he's a that, Deion Lewis. He's, he's a Deion Lewis. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that if that's your floor. That's yeah, I mean, floor. I think he's a good player. I think like Deion Lewis. After Deion Lewis got, I know, no five ten pounds doesn't seem like a lot, but for a running back, man, that's an OS injury here. Yeah. I'm not hurt there. I'm not hurt there because I put I no, put the muscle in the right spot. You it's know, it's 100 percent significant. I agree 100. percent Um. Uh, hey, so f- those five running backs, there was, wasn't a lot of flash in the senior class so far. We're going to dig a little further next week into some five more. But before we leave here, we have to do some pickups. We'll still answer any questions. If you guys want to pop a question on here, College Football RPO Podcast, sponsored by Inside the Hashes Network, and questions are always welcome. What about Ed Oliver? That dude's a beast. Should be a top three pick next year. Um, again, we've talked about this a lot so far. We, we haven't done breakdowns on him yet. Ed Oliver is the best defensive line in the college football. But Ed Oliver is. Uh, my only thing, though, you know, coaching is going to help this. I, I think Ed Oliver is the first or second best player in this draft. He doesn't affect the pass. Amazing. He doesn't seem to have a plan as a pass rusher, but. Hey, run game, dominant. That, dominant. that is because he thinks he's Dominic and Sue. Dominic and Sue. Dominic and Sue would get 10 sacks in college. Play, right? Yeah, and well, this kid will get his share of sacks too. But. He has zero so far this year. And then that's which I saw that. I don't understand why. Because it just seems like he should be able to get to the quarterback whenever he wants to. He's <sighs> bull strong and faster than him. Just you know what it is, honestly, about Houston? Houston plays him in a one tackle. Yes, yeah, they do play a lot of one they, tackle they with him, which they, good. I don't understand that either. Well, because he's the strongest guy in their defensive line. Uh, far none. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. He's, yeah, he's yeah, you're right. You're right. Line. He's the best athlete. He's the strongest, the strongest of as I put him there. I got you. If he's not number one, then he's number two. Some people might argue Nick Bosa. And I don't care what you have to say about this. I Nick won't Bosa argue about is it. Is he playing this week? No, he's, he's okay. out until November okay. with a packet well, with, with, um, with a core injury. So. Yeah. yeah, core. Yeah. <laughs> All right, relax, relax. <laughs> hey, with how the Dolphins have looked lately, they might have they might be drafting him. So. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But if they draft Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, I'm jumping off of a bridge, okay, dude? Yeah, they were looking pretty good against Cincinnati until the second half. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I thought we were talking about pro football this weekend. Oh, sorry, 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 my mistake, my mistake. All right, so hey, it's not aired out. It's yeah, not aired exactly. out podcast. Yeah, but we do it better. Here. If you watch Miami's game last week, it wasn't aired out, brother. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Unless you talk about the other team, Dad. We should trade up to get him next year and have the best D line ever assembled. Are we talking about Ed Oliver or are we talking about Nick Bosa? Because 
I don't He's think the Rams, over. the Rams don't need an interior guy, though. The Rams need a pass rusher. Again, we're getting too much into the NF, into the NFL right now, but the Rams need an edge pressure right now. They don't really need Ed Oliver. We already have Ed Oliver. His name's Aaron Donald. So. Well, that's the point, though. He's Aaron Donald. That's yeah. exactly the point. Well, he could be. Aaron Donald, could has, be. A, Aaron Donald has a plan against the pass, though. He has well, a plan. And that's coaching, too. Like you said, this guy's taking on double, triple teams on every play. Yeah. You know, so. All right. So, we need to get to our pickums for this week. We're going to get it from Allen off air, and we're going to kind of um, go over it next week as we revisit it. Here's the standings, though. Um, right now, I am back in the lead. Back in the lead. My record's 109 and 15. Wow, I'm good. Wow, I'm good. Triple threat. Um, Ray, your record is 106 and 18. So, 109. And 15, you're 106 and 18, and Allen also sits at 106 and 18. So you guys are fighting for second place, and I'm at top like usual. So here's the games for this week. We're going to pick them, all right? Um, Oliver does. Sue has good pressure on the edge, but we need the stuff to run. Well, I mean, Dominican Sue in uh, – oh, again, we're talking too much NFL football. But Dominican Sue is a zero tech in their base defense. And on some third downs, they put him in three defense alignment alignment. They put him on the edge. But he's not an edge player. He's not going to be on the on the edge consistently. He can slant to the strong side, and he can be that, that force player. But he's not consistently an Against the run, he can do whatever he wants, wherever he wants. But if you want him at, at optimum maximum, he needs to be inside where he just bull rush guys and just uses athletics and go by him. All right, so you ready to pick some games here? Yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, the first game, number 23, South Florida at Tulsa. South Florida, quarterback, ready? Blake Barnett. Why does that name sound familiar? Who's Blake Barnett? You don't remember him? Mm-mm. Committed to Notre Dame, one of the top quarterbacks. Oh, I do Led remember him, yes. this commitment to Alabama, yeah. then transferred to Arizona State, yeah. and now he's at South Florida. And he's doing pretty well as a starting quarterback. So, well, I'm still going to take South Florida, but that's South okay. Florida, Blake Barnett. The fighting Blake Barnett yes. get the victory. Yes. Let's see what we got here. We aren't done this discussion. Next time. All right, whatever. Hey, Steve, next episode, we'll be back here again. We'll, we're going to try to do live every week, 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. You can, If you want to join next time, we'll bring you on live so we can talk. It'll be great stuff. Just let us know when they need somebody from Michigan. Probably never. Oh, Michigan's got a couple of good defensive prospects, though. You love Rashawn Gary, don't you? I like Rashawn boy. Gary. Yeah. I do like him. All right. He would fit their defense, too. Oh, yes. All right. So, Minnesota at number three, Ohio State. My pick to start, Ohio State. Easy one. Ray? I'm taking the Urban Myers. The Urban Myers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they might as well just call it the Urban Myers now, you know. The fighting cysts. Apparently, he can do whatever he wants, even have a headache and still be the That'd man. That'd be nice. Now. I wish I could do whatever I want. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> All right. Number 14, Florida, fresh off a big win over LSU at Vanderbilt. Ray. This is a scary game, but I'm going to take Florida anyway. I don't think it's scary at all. Florida takes the win. Their defense is too good for Vanderbilt. I agree with you, but uh, I don't see enough of a line to really excite me about it. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee at number 21, Auburn. Auburn has fallen flat a little bit. They lost to Mississippi State, who I think is an incredibly talented team, but Mississippi State was reeling the last couple weeks before that. So a bad loss for Auburn last week. They get their revenge against a bad Tennessee team. They destroy them. Right. I have Auburn. All right. Pitt, the Pitt Panthers at number five, Notre Dame. Andy, baby? Notre Dame. That's it. <laughs> What's the line on that game, by the way? 21? 20. Over under 55? 
Why is it so wow. low? Why is it so low? They don't think. I, don't, I guess That's they don't think Pitt's going to win. That's a lot of points. Fifty-five points. Notre Dame's been scoring forty something each week. Mm. Just yeah, let me good. know on Tuesdays. Stephen says Michigan always provides the best offensive linemen, though. Give the offense enough time in the pocket, and any game is winnable. Yes, wow, their offensive line is not good this year, though. Yeah, and, and they it's have some produced some big, fat, slow offensive linemen. Yes. Well, Taylor Luan is legit, legit, legit. Yeah, and John time. Runyon was an excellent football player, but there's just, yeah, they're farm bred. Yes, we like them guys. John Runyon Jr. is left tackle for Michigan, though. And he got beat up. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he did not look good. He did not look good. He did not look good. Not at all. All right. Number two, Georgia at number 13, LSU. LSU is coming off a tough loss. I'm going to let you start this one because this one, it's tough. I'm going with to, Georgia. Ooh. This one has me thinking here. LSU is a tough place to play, man. It's tough. Off of Georgia. a loss, I'm going to LSU. All right, seven and a half point line, dude. I'm going. I'm going with Georgia. And the line doesn't isn't always isn't always correct. Okay. Number seven, Washington at number seventeen, Oregon. This is the toughest game I had to pick. This Washington. Week. I'm going with Washington too, but it was the toughest game I had yeah. to pick. Michigan State, who isn't playing great so far, three and two at number eight. Penn State. Your call. I, I got Penn State. Sorry, Tyler. So. <laughs> the line on this game's 13 and a half. Yes, that's why. <laughs> wow. Yes, that's why. That's I guess right. I have to go Penn State then. I yes. would I was thinking about Michigan State, but I guess I you have to can't that line. Think Michigan State without Wow. Line. You can't. Baylor at the revival of the University of Texas, number nine team in the country. I'm a Texas believer at this point, man. I gotta go with the Longhorns. I'm a Texas believer against Baylor. Agreed. Yeah, well that's true. Yeah. Number ten, UCF against at Memphis. Ray, your 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 turn here. I got UCF. UCF as well. UCF's rolling, rolling. Number twenty-two, Texas A&M, at South Carolina. Ooh, you start this one again. I'm taking South Carolina, dude. I'm Texas Texas A&M. South Carolina's not that good. I'm They're taking South Carolina. Good. I keep waiting. They got a couple players, but man, Missouri at number one, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, about a twenty-eight point spread in that game against Drew Locke. Twenty-eight, correct. Wow, I, I think Dude, Drew, Locke, Drew Locke had a bad week last week. He did, but they still kept it close. What's his name? Didn't for more, he didn't play, and he 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 moved up in the draft because he didn't play. <laughs> I, if I had to bet, though, if I was a betting man, I might take Missouri to cover that twenty-eight, though. 28's big, man. That's a big It's big, tough big. for college football, dude, because once a team starts rolling, some teams give up. You know what I mean? It just happens. Number six, West Virginia at Iowa State. Iowa State, big win this week. You saw that one, right? I got that call right. Yeah. Iowa State. Um, so, West Virginia at Iowa State, your call. I got West Virginia. Six and a half. Yep. Mm. I got West Virginia. I'll go West Virginia too, just to be safe. I'm just number sixteen, Miami at Virginia, Miami. Miami. Number fifteen, Wisconsin at number twelve, Michigan. Big I game. I got Michigan. Oh man. Oh man. Oh oh. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Last game. Number nineteen, Colorado. 5-0 Colorado. When's the last time you said that? I don't know. Well, Cordell Stewart, maybe? Maybe. Probably. At USC. I got the Trojans, dude. 
Colorado, baby. Colorado. You have no idea what you're talking about on that one. Taking USC. Colorado. Steven Montez. You know who interviewed Steven Montez? You did. This guy. Yeah. Check out that interview. Everything else. Um, all our content. Uh, again, Facebook, you're on the live right now, but if you're not on and you're just listening to this podcast on Spotify or we're on SoundCloud, wherever you're listening, we're, we're Inside Hashes on Instagram. We're Inside the Hashes. Again, Facebook group, Inside the Hashes Football Talk. Please join. Follow along with the fun. A lot of great stuff happening here at Inside the Hashes as part, you know, as far as RPO podcast, Air It Out podcast, all the different projects. Unfortunately, we did not have Alan this week, but this is Ray and Ryan. We're signing off RPO Podcast, a part of the Inside the Hashes Network. Thanks, everyone, for listening.